Welcome to the Defining Leaders Podcast. Defining Leaders was founded by the idea that together is better. We started as a virtual community that worked together to help develop and lift each other up, helping to boost one another's careers and make work a better place to be. We wanted to grow that community, so we decided to bring it here. I'm your host, Kristen Gupta, the connector of people. And this is Defining Leaders, where together is better. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody, for our Authentic Leadership Podcast. Today, we're joined by Matt Lay, the principal at an organization called Flip the Script. And I love the title of your organization, Matt. Where did you come up with that? Um, 2 a.m., one of those moments. (laughs) Wake up. Um, (laughs) I used to be called Lay Brothers Consulting because I have a brother that I could be. I have two brothers, but one that's in the same industry. And he never joined. And I finally was like, okay, lay brothers doesn't work with only one lay brother. Uh, so I need a new name. <laughs> and woke up at 2 a.m. And I was like, I need to flip the script. I was like, you know what? That's it. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> you just know when it zings. That's my term for it. When it sings yep. to you, you just know yep. that this is what it is, right? Yep. Uh, so Mass Consultancy is all about helping companies to look at change in a new way and address that change as well. So he does individual uh, coaching as well as coaching for teams in doing this as well. And today he talked to our authentic leadership community around the topic of focusing on the future while optimizing the now. And I wanted to bring that to our podcast audience as well, because there's so much of this going on right now. There's so many blurred lines as well that the pandemic has caused that makes this such an essential need for our companies to really think about as well. Can you tell us a little bit about this, Matt? Yeah. And I think that the term you just shared is a really great one to start with is blurred lines. Uh, A lot of what this presentation was about and what we're trying to do here is a thing I call concept clarity. We're taking things that look like they should be similar and teasing them apart to the subtle differences so we have clarity around the distinctions of where the positive is in either of those so we don't have those blurred lines. Because the blurred lines is a space where things are confusing, they're not quite understood, and that's where we start to get the energy drain. And that's what we're trying to address. And so what we were looking at here is some clarity around concepts around leadership versus management. That's a big one. The vision versus integration responsibility versus accountability, and our titles versus our activities. And really what that came to start with, we were looking at the X factor is a concept that we use to describe the difference between vision and integration. And if you look at the letter X, like a big X, at the top half is like your vision half. That's the thing that's looking out. It's it's like, what's going to happen next? It's about making the decisions. That's about the future. That's about visioning the future. The bottom half of that X is about integration. It's about the now. It's about how do I get things done? How do I optimize that? And the thing about an X is that the point where those lines cross, those two triangles meet, is very, very small. And that is that integration point. And if those things start to shift away from each other, if the vision is running too far ahead of the integration or the integration is too set in its ways where it's at and it's not following the vision, there becomes this disconnect and possibly even a break where you have things like someone saying, hey, why aren't they doing things? We, I thought we made this decision. How come no one's following the new directive? We sent it out via the email. It's been posted on the board. What's not going on? Because the vision direction has been set, but no one's received it because communication hasn't been happening. Or on the other side, you're on the front lines making things happen. You're like, this is the fifth change we've had this month alone. When are we going to be consistent? I don't even want to try doing anything now because it's a waste of my energy. 
that's the kind of conversation that happens when vision and integration start to lose connection. And where that leads us within the conversation was the fact that what's going on in any organization, group of people, team, business, is there's three parallel highways running at the same time. There's the strategic, the tactical, and the operational highways. And each of them has a different focus of what it's bringing to the business, of why it exists. The strategic level is all about setting your vision. The tactical layer is all about optimization. And that operational layer is all about value creation. And in fact, the value creation only happens at the operational level. And making sure that we recognize that and that what's going on at the tactical and strategic is creating opportunities and making efficiencies in how that value is created at that operational level. Well, the roles that we play, the titles we have in the organization align with that. A leader is someone who lives at the strategic level, a manager, someone who lives at the tactical layer, and an individual contributor is someone who lives at that operational level of the value creation. So when you take that into the X factor space, that top of the X, that's where leaders reside. They're all about setting that vision. Managers are at the top of the bottom triangle of integration, and individual contributors are the actual value creators living at that bottom layer. That's the stuff that actually gets done. And so the relationship that's of utmost importance in making sure that the X factor works is that the leader and the manager are communicating at that connection point. As the leader is looking out, the manager is looking down, but the two of them are communicating really well. And one of the things that came up in our group uh, discussion that uh, highlighted was how you address that to make sure that this happens well, call them the four C's. You've got to show people you care. You have to be consistent. You have to have clarity and you, you have to communicate. In fact, you should over-communicate, but for the sake of alliteration, we just went with communicate. But you should communicate, communicate, communicate to get that point across. And if you do those things, you reduce anxiety, you increase the amount of energy people can put into creating better value, making better connections, making things happen for your organization to be that connection between vision and integration. And as we're stepping through that, one of the other pieces that comes to the surface is like, okay. I get it. That's my accountability. Let's say I'm a leader. I'm about the vision. Well, that's not all I do, right? And the answer is absolutely. Because there's a difference between your title, your role, capital R, and your activities, your roles, little case R. Because even though you're a leader, you're still going to be doing leadership type activities, management type activities, individual contribution type activities. The question is, where do you reside? to start with. We talked about kind of where does your mail go between your contribution condo, your management manor, and your leadership lodge? Where's your actual address that mail goes to? So people know where to find you. That's your main accountability, but you can still move between the three. You're not tied in. It's just finding out like I'm a leader and I spend all my time at the individual condo or contribution condo. That probably doesn't make sense because people are looking for me in this space, but I'm spending all my time here. How are we aligning? So we looked at how those percentages break out as you start in a role for the first time and as you move into it into a more substantial uh, state in that for a while, in kind of a period of time. And Because one of the pieces about that is why we use the whole highways as an analogy is a lot of people talk about, I got to step up the ladder. I got to move to the next rung. It's not a ladder that's just one rung up. It's a total shifting of lanes. And when you shift lanes, it's different accountabilities. It's different things that are going to drive you. And so between a manager and a leader, a couple of those parts are, a few of them are like power. Leadership's power is, is, is its ability to persuade. It's the ability to inspire people to move in a direction. It's like how you tell people, hey, we're going to go here and I'm going to cast this vision and you're going to come along with me. That's where the power of the leader comes in. The manager's power is positional. It's about 
the organizational structure. It's not that power is positional in a negative sense, like, oh, I got to be draconian or I'm a micromanager. It's recognizing that efficiency comes through the clarity and consistencies of roles and accountabilities. And that organizational design is what management brings to the table because it's positional and recognizes that everyone's position is clear and consistent. And what drives the need for those particular pieces is different so that a manager is there when there's uh, complexity or size, a leader is there when there's a change and is needed, and just being able to make that call. Um, and then what's success look like for the two? Managers, success is efficiency and clarity. Leaders, success is innovation and change or growth. And that's not necessarily growth in size, but it could also be growth in depth. Are we learning more about who we are? What's our purpose? What's our why? What's our drive? What's our North Star? However you describe that in your culture and in your organization, that change can be a deepening as well as a broadening when it comes to growth. And then really the summary of those pieces of what they're focusing on, leaders are there to define the new, managers are there to refine the now. And I think that sums it up probably more than anything else that I've said so far. If you can get those two pieces between those roles, refining the new is the leader's job or accountability. Defining or refining the now is the manager's job. And so getting those two in alignment helps to differentiate how those roles play with each other in the space or sandbox of your business. Because the last piece that we talked about then is the distinction between an accountability and a responsibility. And the easiest way for me to describe those down is accountability is a decision. Responsibility is an action. And as you step up through individual contribution into manager, into leader, your level of responsibility should be dissipating because responsibility is the realm of the individual contribution space. And if you're stepping away from that space, you should be releasing your responsibility because you're taking on more accountability. Your role in accountability is to make the decision. A lot of times I've heard described what is a leader's job. It's to look back and say, how many times have I broken a tie? And not necessarily tie with people, but I've got decision A that's awesome, decision B that's awesome. Which one are we going to do? And being able to make that choice, that deciding factor is what unleashes the value of either of them. Because until the decision is made, both of them are latent. There's no energy and going into value creation exchange going on until the leader makes the call. That's what accountability does. But if you're constantly in the responsibility, do, do, do you've abdicated that piece of your role, which is to make those decisions of accountability. And so that's the piece of accountability is about making decisions. And it filters up as you kind of step up into those lanes of leadership and individual contribution, which again, is where the value of your business gets created. That is the only non-contingent part of your job, about your organization. Every leader could be fired. Every manager could be fired. If you fire individual contributors, you aren't doing anything. Uh, managers and leaders exist for the sake of the individual contribution that's going on. And we really need to lift that up of what's going on in organizations so that we recognize that we're all playing roles, not of a hierarchy, but of a different accountability that makes this work. That's why we have these three separate lanes of equal value of what's going on in our business to continue to sustain our success. You know, what's what's interesting about that, Matt, I watched a show last night, actually, uh, I like the show Suits, and it's about these lawyers that are running a law firm. And in season seven, one of the people that had moved from an individual contributor to a manager phase now wanted that leadership role. And in fighting for that leadership role, they had a challenge that they that they needed to win or address. And he had he had given this to one of his managers to be able to 
handle that need. But then he didn't like how that manager was doing it. So he stepped into that manager's role. And how often do our leaders tend to do this, especially our newer leaders? He stepped into that manager role, even though he was guided by multiple people, you need to let him do things the way that he's going to do things, or you're not ready for this leadership piece. And he did it anyway. He even went down to the individual contributor level saying, I am the best person to get this done. How often, and this is where we talked about blurred lines, right? How often do our leaders tend to step into and therefore on the toes of our managers and our individual contributors because they think, I can do this better, right? Do you see that quite a bit? Uh, yeah, unfortunately, yes. Uh, and it's not not surprising because a lot of us start out as individual contributors. No one jumps in unless you start your own business as a leader. But even then, you're still an individual contributor. And that is a very quick dopamine-style value creation. It's like, I built something, I make something, I can point to my value creation for this organization. And that's really what happens at individual contributor levels. And as you step up into management and leadership, you have to recognize that it's a different metric. It's a different type of success. And if you keep looking at that, like you just resonated with me, that line of, I'm the best at what this is. That's why I'm the manager. That's why I'm the leader, because I'm number one at individual contribution. It's like, well, then you should be the number one individual contributor. Like if that's what your value is, that's the level that you're saying you need to be residing at. You need to talk about what value you bring for creating vision what value you bring for creating optimization to multiply value. Uh, that's the biggest distinction of, uh, I have a management course called Epic Management. And one of my provocative titles is management is a zero value add for businesses. And the secret behind that is like, yeah, it's not value add, it's value multiplication. And that's actually multiplication by numbers and fractions. You can be a poor multiplier where your team, if you didn't exist, would actually probably do more value creation for your business but you can multiply the value that's being created for your organization and your people by how well you manage to create those efficiencies and optimization. Uh, so yeah, that I see that a lot because people are still in the mindset of where they were and they've shifted lanes and they still keep that same mindset. We also talked in the blurred line side today, a lot of people brought this up is in smaller companies, you feel like you have to play in so many different camps. And how does this work when you feel like you're constantly having to wear all these hats? You commented on this and where does your address reside, but can you add to that piece a little bit? Yeah. And this is uh, particularly true when you're the founder or co-founder or the leader of that small team, you feel this need that you're, you're going to be the whiplash, I call it. It's like shifting between all these different lanes really quickly. And that's totally true. And it's natural as you step into it because you want to cover all of it. Like you feel like you're on the back end. And the, the two steps I recommended to the group and would recommend anyone in this space feeling it is you got to solve for the tactical layer first, because that's the part that you think you don't need most of the time, because like, oh, well, I just need vision and I need to create value. All of that optimization, that's what, when businesses grow, they don't grow really at the strategic or the operational level, they grow at the tactical layer. And so if you haven't put any strategy around that to start, that's what's holding your growth up is you don't have a solution for a tactical so being able to differentiate the three and recognize that the tactical layer still lives at the small business, even the entrepreneurial, when you have two people, you still have tactical. When you have one person, you have some levels of tactical. And we call it setting the tables. Uh, how do you lay out the tables of how leadership gets done, accountabilities, responsibilities, 
Like you should have job descriptions. If you're a group of four, you still need job descriptions. You still need an org chart recognizing where the accountabilities are. That's all tactical layer work of what's going on with optimization. And then step two is eventually you're going to have to make the call is your real value, your address at the individual contributor level that you are there to be the front end value creation person for your company to your client, or are you the strategic vision layer? And when you are residing at one of those, you need to let go and find someone else who is the accountable party for that particular space that you are stepping out of, because you need to have one address of those three as your permanent address. I think the hardest thing for most people, yes, we need to find them in a talent market like this. It's really challenging, right? But the hardest thing, even if we do find people is that let go side of it, because we always think, well, I could do this better, but that's not allowing for any growth, right? So, well, I appreciate it. Anything else to add in closing on this particular topic, Matt? Uh, One thing I'll add about that is uh, for small businesses, a good distinction to make is also that accountability doesn't necessarily mean subject matter expert. That's part of it. It's a, if you're in a growth space, I've laid out 15 different spaces of leadership that needs someone to be accountable for any business of any size. Uh, so let's say marketing is one of those. That's going to be for people or accounting, uh, finance. They might not be anyone's strong suit within your organization because you're a team of three. Um, do you need to hire that out or do you make that someone's accountability internally, recognizing that it might be everyone's growth edge, but someone still needs to be accountable for how you make progress at that. And so if you don't confuse accountability with subject matter expert, that releases a lot of anxiety for people that they can say, okay, I'm just the leading edge. I might need some support uh, from other people, but I know that if someone's got to make a call, it's going to be me. And we might just stumble a bit, but we stumble a lot more when nobody owns it. Uh, so making that distinction and letting go of the subject matter expert piece that I have to be an expert before I can be accountable. Someone just has to be accountable and then grow into that space. Right. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Matt, for great words of wisdom to our attendees. You guys, the world of work is changing. We want to connect you with others that are also focused on the same problems you are. It's the whole reason why authentic leadership exists. I hope that hearing this allows you to realize you're not the only one going through this. I think all companies, regardless of size and all individuals, especially those that are moving into leadership or management roles are dealing with this too. So if you have any comments, leave them below. Thank you so much for joining us today. Have a great day. Thank you for joining us for Defining Leaders, where together is better. Become a part of our community where you can find out more about defining yourself as a leader. The link to join is in the show notes.